Hello, and welcome to the Zero to Hired podcast, the show that helps struggling job seekers find a career that's right for you. In every episode, we have one mission, to provide you with unique tips and strategies from leading industry experts that will get you in front of hiring managers. Enjoy the show. Welcome to Zero to Hired podcast. This is episode two. And today we've got the pleasure of having Shelly Islinger on our show. And Shelly's going to be talking about why you need a LinkedIn profile. Uh, Shelly is a certified coach, LinkedIn trainer, president and founder of LinkedIn Express. Shelly's motto, the power of LinkedIn rests not in simply building a profile to exist, but rather building an experience that matters. Shelly's recognized as woman you need to know in 2015 by the National Women's Speaker Association and in 2016 was awarded the Global LinkedIn Goodwill Ambassador Award by the Richard Dipla Foundation. Shelley also recently made the top global list of global LinkedIn experts and currently the LinkedIn trainer for the Rotman Commerce University of Toronto. Well, welcome to the show, Shelley. Thank you, John. <laughs> nice being here. And so it's so great to have you here. I know you and I, we've, we've chatted on several occasions. We met earlier this year. This is how this all started. And here we are today, you know, launching essentially the podcast for Zero to Hired and getting some of your expertise on LinkedIn for our members. I'm really excited about that. Excited to be here. Why is it important for a job seeker to have a LinkedIn profile today? So I think years ago, we used to think that having a resume and cover letter was enough, and it probably was many years ago. But in 2017, it isn't enough. To have a resume and cover letter, um, we need... We need to go beyond that and have a digital footprint. Um, a resume and a cover letter are pretty stagnant documents. I mean, they're just read. Mm -hmm. They, you know, chronologically chronologically tell about the person's background in terms of their education and their work experience, but really doesn't do a great job at telling about their personality and their fit for the culture within an organization. Whereas LinkedIn, it's it because it's a networking site, you can go so f far beyond a resume and make it your own, make it into a, a, a living experience that you're working on daily. And not only does it show about what you do, what you've done um, in terms of your work experience and in terms of your education, but it also brings to light your personality and some of the other things that make you who you are. Yeah. No, I know. So one of the big things that really turned me on to LinkedIn this year was you and, you know, how you explained LinkedIn not being an online resume. It's more of a, a profile. It's a, it's a place where you tell your story. Uh, and to me, that's actually been one of the most important things when it comes to LinkedIn is it's a place to, to tell your story, but it's also a place to learn about the stories of others, Absolutely. which has really become really important, especially if you want to connect with new people. So what are some of the common mistakes that job seekers make on their profile? Okay, so on their profile, I would say, number one, they do a cut and paste of their resume. <laughs> and they often think that that's what to do. And it's it's actually not what to do. Of course, everything that's on your resume should, um, should support what's on your LinkedIn profile and vice versa. Mm -hmm. There shouldn't be discrepancies. But at the same time, um, LinkedIn, as you mentioned, is about your story. So I think that... Don't write it from a perspective of a resume. Write it from a perspective of what you want people to hear. So take a look at your viewers and take a look at the people that are going to be going to your profile or your target audience. Mm -hmm. 
and kind of think about what it would be like in terms of a networking event, a face-to-face -face networking event, and how you would speak to them. So bring to light who you are. Don't. Uh, it's a little bit more informal, and it's it takes into account not only the things that you've done, but who you are as a person and how to differentiate yourself. So that's interesting. So you talk about informal. My understanding is that LinkedIn's always been a professional platform. It's the business, you know, if you look at other social networks, it's it's the one where you want to be professional. So is it still in line to be a little bit informal on this type of platform, like on, on LinkedIn? I think we always have to keep in mind that it's a professional um, social media tool, the actually the only one that's considered a professional one. But I think we also have to think about when we network face-to-face, -face, the people that we connect with and really build relationships with are the ones that we can relate to and I think really good networkers learn how to relate to people okay. so when we're too rigid in our approach on LinkedIn we lose that ability to connect with people and now there's this phrase that's called LinkedIn human and uh, it's it's okay. come about in the last year I would say and that really takes into account the fact that we have to be human so yes it's professional so let's always think about it in terms of a networking event face-to-face, -face, but also focus on how we connect with people. And I think we connect with like-minded people and people yeah. that we decide are kind of people that we want to get to know more. And that's usually not because of what they've done, but who they are as people. So you have a word for that. So what do you, what do you talk, so what's the word that you use when you connect with like-minded people who are within your circle? People pod. people pod. I call it a people pod and I have one offline and I have one online. They change consistently. People pod is made up of people that I can rely on and who can rely on me so that I know that if I'm going to post something, I can pretty much rely on those people to read it, to share it, to like it, mm -hmm. to be there for me. And because, I mean, this is social sharing. It's so important. Um, and likewise, if somebody in my people pod does the same thing then I'm going to give them as much credibility as I can I'm also going to give them as much exposure as I can and these are often the people that I also do things with offline okay. so I do have a global people pod and oh, wow. I've collaborated with people that are you know far away as Australia but I also have a local people pod and those people are often connections on LinkedIn but they're also connections that I resonate with offline oh. Okay, so that's good. So, so for a job seeker who wants to be a part of somebody's people pod, what would be a recommendation that you would give them? So I think people pod develop because of work on both sides. So often what people do, especially young job seekers or job seekers of any kind, we get on LinkedIn, we build a profile, and then we expect our expectations take over. We expect we're going to be found. We expect we're going to be um, liked. We expect we're going to be the ones that are going to be reached for an interview. But it takes work because when we have a profile online, the other thing that we have to do is show... Um, show our worth, show our value. So if people are, if job seekers are on there, but they're simply building a profile and letting go of the experience, then they're not going to get what they need to get out of the platform. They have to start showing and displaying what they have to offer. So this is how they can do that, is know what they feel comfortable sharing about and participating in and start 
posting or blogging or uh, putting out content that comes from you and then realizing that it's also important to assist other people, people that may be in your people pod. And right now that could be your peers if you're going to university. It could be the people that you're in classes with or in student associations with. If you're not in school right now, who are you working with? And who are your who are some of your closest allies offline and how can they also be on LinkedIn and online. One thing that I do is I often arrange for the university students to work together. I'll tell them, okay, you're going to do two things. In your association, you're mm-hmm. going to go to school one day and you're going to decide on how you can help each other on LinkedIn. You're going to build your profiles and you're going to start helping each other. And then I also do the endorsement party, and which is uh, helping each other with endorsements. So for me, it becomes something that I'm empowering the students and also encouraging them to build networks. Okay, excellent, excellent. Yeah, no, definitely it's a great way to, to build up your profile. Uh, just the other day I was listening to a podcast on the, the importance of uh, having the right endorsement so people uh, outside your network or, or people within your network are validating what you're capable of doing, which is great, especially for a young job seeker who's brand new to the workforce and doesn't have a lot of work experience, this is one way to build some credibility uh, where you typically wouldn't have it. So what would be your top five recommendations you would give to a candidate on LinkedIn? So number one, build your profile. Um, As a story, you have 2,000 characters to work with in your summary section and uh, build it on a Word document and then transfer it. But find, you know, Read it over and over again until you feel like, wow, this can create wowza, like I call it. Okay. You know, find something that you, when you read, you you say to yourself, this is what I want to give to my audience, and this is really about me. So don't leave it what I call half done. Make sure that you have everything, including visuals, a good profile photo, mm-hmm. a good branding photo on the back of your uh, LinkedIn profile to connect you with industry. Just don't leave anything empty. LinkedIn works with four parts of the search algorithm. Okay. One is the branding statement or the tagline. Uh, the second one is your summary section. The third one is your experience section. And the fourth one is your skills section. And they should be working together to create a story right. along with support. Number uh, So number two, don't hold back because you don't think that people are going to want to connect with you. Um, fight the fear and do it anyway. Okay. And we don't only only have to connect with people that we know. We can also connect with people that we should know. Um, and along with that, make sure that every connection request, you send a note along. Yeah. Uh, customize everything. I always call that don't live the LinkedIn default life <laughs> because LinkedIn has a default for pretty much everything. So instead of always, instead of living that life, go beyond it and create something that targets and is personalized all the time. So send a message and you can even do that on your iPhone or on your uh, smartphone. Um, you can personalize everything. Yeah. So I so I just let me add something in here. I know with the desktop version, when you reach out and you connect with somebody, it gives you the option to add a note. Uh, on the mobile version though, you have to click on the little three dots when you're reaching out to somebody and then you personalize message and that's so, what includes the message. So the three dots are for the iPhone and the arrow is for the smartphone. Oh, okay, good. I didn't so know that. Uh, if you're on I mean the, for Android. 
Yeah, for Android. Yes. And then it, once you um, click on that, you will have different selections, and you'll se uh, you'll hit personalize request, and then you can um, create a, a message to the person you want to uh, connect with. Yeah, I didn't actually I didn't know that for the longest time, and uh, I was saving my invites for my desktop because I wanted to make sure I added a note to every invite that I sent out. And uh, by knowing that, well, on the iPhone, the little three dots has changed everything for me in terms of how I connected. So you gave us two good points. Yeah. So what would be your third one then? So the third one would be um, don't fall too much in love with like. Uh, because <laughs> when you like something, it, it's not that it's a bad thing. It's good. It's supportive for other people. But it also doesn't lead to discussion. And it doesn't lead to showing me your opinion on something or allowing me to see how you would express yourself on a topic or a question. So make sure, like is good, but make sure that when you see things that resonate with you, that you're actually going beyond yeah. like and actually uh, like writing something, either an opinion or a question, because that's what gets conversation started. And in networking, we want to make sure that conversation yeah. starts. Uh, four, treat everything as if you were in a face-to-face uh, networking okay. uh, situation. So think about how you want to dress. Think about how you want to be seen. Um, think about a branding photo that that resonates with you. Think about how you would act um, when you're on a networking in a networking situation. How do you? How would you interact with people? What were the most important things you want to say? You would never go in a networking situ situation and run, run down your resume and expect results. I, I, I have seen people do that. <laughs> yes. Where, where they take their resume and they hand it to me. And uh, yes, so don't do that because that just ends up getting your resume chucked in the garbage anyways. Uh, save the paper and, and connect online, really. And, and it's a very good point. Very yeah, good point. and just be, be natural, be authentic, be yourself. So I think that that's really important. And I think five is just let go of the ego. Okay. Uh, and the reason I say that is because sometimes we expect miracles to happen overnight. I've been on LinkedIn pretty much since it started. And in 2010, I started my business. And then I really, once I realized what LinkedIn was about, I started. But even myself, I'm still learning all the time. Yeah. LinkedIn is not a quick fix type of thing, just like networking isn't, face-to-face uh, -face networking. So go in with the idea that you're going to work it and that's going to become part of your daily activity. Don't expect that just because you're on there that everything is going to happen overnight <laughs> and success is going to happen overnight and you're going to have a people pod the next day and you're going to have this and that Forget all of that and just go in with the idea that every day you're going to go on LinkedIn with good intentions and that you're going to go on LinkedIn with something to give and something to offer because kindness matters and so does reciprocity on LinkedIn. Excellent. Actually, and, the, and this is one of the things that Connell and I firmly believe in, add value first, and this falls right in line with that. So, yeah, no, thank you for, for mentioning that. So how is LinkedIn different from other social networks? So LinkedIn has that professional, you know, title associated with it. I think with Facebook and um, Twitter and uh, Instagram and some of the others, I think it's more on a social, more like people that, you know, family bases 
It's more related to the things that you do socially as opposed to your career story. Mm -hmm. LinkedIn, even though there is this LinkedIn human attached to it now, it's still very much about your advancement in terms of your career development. So I think that that's what, what sets it off. It's still not a place really to talk about your everyday things that you do with friends and family and, um, and, and the Christmas parties or the New Year parties or whatever the case may be. Uh, it's not a place for that, but it is a place to develop relationships that could be meaningful in your career development. Okay. All right. Excellent. Excellent. And uh, so LinkedIn is known as the digital networking tool. How can candidates use it to network with each other or with others? So I think um, having a strategy is really important. So I dedicate it. Um, I dedicate a, a certain amount of LinkedIn uh, time for LinkedIn every day. Okay. Well, um, how much time do you dedicate? Well, I know. So maybe you you would be uh, a little bit extreme when it comes to this. But so let's let, let's learn a little bit about how much time you spend. <laughs> and I know one of the things I took away from you that I learned during one of your workshops. Uh, I'll talk to it yeah. afterwards, but you know, if you could share that with our audience, like, what do you spend in terms of time on LinkedIn? Well, I think also because it is it is part of my business and what I do every day. So it's my morning routine as I get my coffee and I spend minimum thirty minutes on LinkedIn. Okay. Um, so my thirty minute routine is to go in and see if there's anybody in my network that I can help, any content that I want to put out. Um, anything I want to get involved in. And another thing that I try to do, and maybe not seven days a week, but at least five, is to connect with two people per day. Wow. Okay. <laughs> so, and how do you pick out these two people? So I'm thinking as a job searcher, I want to connect with people in a field that maybe I want to apply for. Uh, so it would be the similar type of concept. How do you pick out your two people? So the more connections that you get and the more time you spend on LinkedIn and um, you will get more in terms of your news feed. So you'll start seeing people that are writing uh, writing and pushing out content that relates with you. Mm-hmm. So what I do is anybody that I meet in person, I never lose a LinkedIn moment. Okay. I, I wait until <laughs> I the next day I reach out, send a personalized request. Um, if I'm not meeting anybody that I haven't already connected with, then my idea is to find people through my newsfeed. And I mean, because we go back to levels, mm-hmm. level two and level three on LinkedIn, there's always people that are pushing out content that I can relate to. So if I see somebody that's, you know, writing content or doing a video or something that I'm really interested in, I send them a note and connect with them. And these are people all over the world. Yeah. Well, just to build on what you were saying, and I, sometimes I get so bold when I want to connect with people, I'll just hand them my phone and say, hey, can I connect with you? <laughs> and they put in their own name. So mm-hmm. that, to yeah. me, that's been a pretty useful strategy. <laughs> it nobody, is. <laughs> nobody rejects themselves, which is kind of nice. But yeah, no, it's so two people every single day. So does it matter the count, like the number of people you have on LinkedIn? Is there a minimum that you should have? Well, if you're under 50, you're in LinkedIn la la land, you're floating around, okay. you, you haven't even become an entity yet, because in order to be considered a networker, and it is a networking site, you have to have connections to be valuable. So um, you need 50. So at a minimum, you need Minimum, 50. you need 50. Uh, and then the whole idea is to get to 500. 
But again, you don't have to do that overnight. Give yourself a goal. Like I usually set goals for my clients or for my students. I tell them, how does 50 people a term uh, sound to you? Or 50 people a season? Yeah. Or 75? What do you think that you can do? Maybe you're not a networker. Maybe you're not out and about or not meeting people as much as, like, say, me. Or, <laughs> or um, maybe you don't have as many connections, and that will influence how much is on your newsfeed and how much you're actually seeing. So you have to weigh it, weigh it, and weigh how much you can do. Mm -hmm. It's a really, you know, it's really different for everybody. So, but as you uh, progress and as you get more people opportunities that will grow up organically and you'll have more opportunities to connect with other yeah. people. So give yourself a goal, even if it's per day or per week or per month or per term or per session or per season, yeah. you know, just find something that's workable for you. Um, I think that's the key. Okay, good, good, good. So when, you know, for somebody coming out of school or, you know, when exactly should you start using LinkedIn? I think you should start using LinkedIn as soon as you're in school. I've been asked to go into high schools and start to talk to students about um, building their LinkedIn profile so that by the time they get to university, mm -hmm. they already have their profile and they already understand what it's about. And, you know, I use LinkedIn as an empowerment tool because originally there was um, the idea of building LinkedIn was to build confidence and build and, and empower people to be to be on to be on LinkedIn. So I really use that. So I don't think there's ever, I mean, I think high school, if your um, teachers are, are willing to, you know, um, progress you in that way mm -hmm. and help you to uh, have an online presence and then to slowly build. But, you know, those students have to understand that it's going to be a work in progress, but to get themselves um, set up yeah. so that once they enter university, because at university, what I've noticed over the last couple of years, the change that has happened is that none of those employers that come to visit the university, or at least 80%, do not have business cards anymore. Yes. So I was like, so is the business card dead? I won't say it's dead, but I'll say it's kind of dying. <laughs> Some people like their business cards, but what happened is that those employers said, we would prefer for you to connect with us on LinkedIn mm -hmm. within a couple of days. Send us a nice message. We can put a face to the name and we can have an ongoing conversation. So I always tell my students prepare in that way because yes. um, they want to have an online connection because 96% of employers are going to LinkedIn to view and try to find potential candidates. So this brings up a very good point. So somebody who's in school right now or in university and they don't have a lot of work experience, what other things can they put inside their LinkedIn profile to let people know what they're capable of doing? So because the experience section is part of the LinkedIn algorithm, what they can do now is they can put in volunteer experience. Mm -hmm. um, they can put in, if they have a, uh, if, for example, they belong to a student association and they have a role in that student association, they can put that in there and just fill up that section with things that you're doing now. But be clearly state what it is. Yeah. But then eventually what you can do in time is just move those to the to the appropriate section Excellent. as you grow in terms of your professional development. So you'll just move those and take it out and then replace it with other work experience when the time comes. And that's excellent. Yeah, and I actually one of the things that both Connell and, Connell and I talk a lot about 
is the volunteer experience for, for newcomers, uh, especially newcomers to the Canadian market who don't have a lot of Canadian work experience, but they, or, they volunteer inside Canadian organizations. Uh, that's one of the ways they get their Canadian experience. And to list that will help them or let recruiters and organizations know that they have some sort of Canadian experience, maybe not in a professional manner inside of an organization that is work, but through volunteering. So and in yeah, and in volunteer work, the thing is, is that it's very much considered um, a support to work experience because uh, first of all, you still have a role mm. uh, and you still have achievements. And the great thing about volunteer experience is often there's so many personal aha moments and to be able to share that with the world not yeah. only empowers you but it also shows the kind of person you are yeah. so i'm a big like rah 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 for uh, <laughs> for volunteer experience yeah no, i think it's super important the uh yeah no and and even today both you and i we're, we're big uh, you know we, we speak we walk the talk because we also volunteer and we donate our time to to nonprofits and charities through our talks and our workshops. Absolutely. So it's definitely, it's, you know, it's super important. It's a, it's a way of giving back as well. Uh, so we know that the branding is a hot topic today for job searchers. So Shelly, tell us how one can go establishing their brand using LinkedIn. Okay, so branding and LinkedIn go hand in hand, right from the visuals that you use to the brand statement that you use, which is your tagline, mm -hmm. to your story. So a lot of people say, well, I don't, I'm not really sure of my brand right now, especially university students or college students. They're not really quite sure. But the thing about branding is that happens in time. So find yourself a general story for now. Okay. Find out what you're good at. Take a look at your passions, your values, the things that you've already established that you're good at. Create a story around that. And that story is going to be changed. And then if you already know that, your the industry that you want be clear about where you want to go in your career goals because that's the part of the story is where you want to go professionally and you don't have to be 100% sure you can have a plan a plan b plan c but if you know where that where you for example you want to go into finance and you're pretty sure you want to go into finance maybe you don't know exactly what that entails because you're in your first or second year but you know you want to go into finance so set it up show the skills that you um have your abilities the things that make you tick why is it that you want to go into finance and then maybe find a branding photo that focuses in or shows that you're connected to the finance industry mm -hmm. so and then on your in your skills section definitely try to to build, you have 50 skills in your skills section. Don't use them all up because you're still <laughs> going to be learning. But try to think of the first three or the the first three first, then the top ten in terms of your skills, and really find some skills that relate to the finance industry, whether soft or hard skills, mm -hmm. and make sure that they are on the top of your skills list. Okay. Because many of the times, well, we don't give ourselves credit, but we already have established some of those skills that we need to get into that field. Okay. And then they can change. Your skill section can be um, repositioned at any time. So if you start off with three skills that are, that are more like soft skills, later on, when at, once you get some training, for example, Excel, we'll mm -hmm. just use Excel. Maybe, you, maybe you're not amazing at Excel, but maybe you're taking courses towards that. So maybe Excel is not at the top of your list, but maybe 
by the time you're fourth year or third year or after you take your course, you can put it higher on the list. Yeah. You're always changing those skills. So, so this is a good question. Does it matter how long or how extensive your list is of skills? So I know my, my, my list is short. I've only got seven or eight items because those are the things I want to be noted for. I want to be noticed for and those are the things that tie into my brand statement at the top in my headline. Mm -hmm. Is there a number? Is there a magic number for that? I would say at least have 10 skills. Okay, so I'm going to add three more to my profile. <laughs> add three more. Uh, just because you want to have an array of skills because people are um, going to... Uh, you know, they're going to endorse you for the skills that they know. Mm -hmm. And people know you at different levels or at different times in your careers, but career, but you want to keep that open. And some people know you more on the soft side and more people know you on the other side of where mm -hmm. they've actually maybe even worked with you professionally and, and can, you know, um, vie for those skills. So it's just allowing you to have a nice basis. And um, yeah, and then if you want to add to that, but I would say at least 10. Okay. It used to be, LinkedIn used to be that it was the top 10 would follow you everywhere. Now it's with the new user face, it's the top three. Okay. But yeah, because it's changed now. So I know it, it, it used to max out at 99 plus on each of the skills, but now it actually gives you a number. It'll give you a number, but 99 plus is still the key. You the key in, in, ter in terms of being recognized as an expert in that skill internally and LinkedIn. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's good. That's good. So thank you. And that's, you know, and I know our audience is going to take a lot of weight from this today. I know I have over this past year. Um, it, it's really, and you know, like I, I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, we talked about how I met you at a workshop. So what's next for you? What's next for Shelly? If people want to learn more about Shelly mm -hmm. and, and uh, the LinkedIn work that you do with LinkedIn Express, what can where can people find out? Like where where can people get information? Well, they can find me on LinkedIn <laughs> for sure. <laughs> I'm the only Elslinger there, and um, so and obviously my website linkedexpress.com um, tells a lot about my journey and what I have to offer. I think for myself, I definitely want to do more speaking engagements mm -hmm. and, and maybe even globally. I, I feel that, um, there's a lot that can be learned, especially leading online for, for, um, for women executives and actually for all people. Mm -hmm. But, you know, we, we tend, I guess women tend to not be as, as outspoken, uh, whether that's, you know, offline or online, and I've really done uh, a lot to to do a workshop that develops that. Well, you have a whole program called LinkedIn in High Heels, right? Yeah, LinkedIn in High Heels, Rise Up and, and Lead Online. So that's uh, something that I've developed and pretty proud of. Um, it's just to get those aha moments when you realize that, hey, I'm a leader offline, but I'm not necessarily doing More the same time. thing to lead online. But I think any speaking engagements, when I can have the opportunity to um, to just show people mm -hmm. the importance of LinkedIn and how LinkedIn can actually empower them. Uh, many years ago, when I when I met somebody from LinkedIn in 2010 and got the training, I told them if I could be if if I could be a LinkedIn trainer, I would change the world, and I wouldn't just be a typical. We're going to fill in your profile, and that's it. <laughs> I would change the world because I would want people first to feel empowered um, and then from there become leaders online uh, and decide that that pl platform can be so much in terms of not only just building a network 
and sharing content, but actually being something that you can grow and to the extent that it grows globally and you can be connected with somebody in Australia and doing a, a podcast live yeah. for, with, with the people all over the world. So it's just, it's not all about job search. I guess that that's what I want to point out that it's a great, great, great tool for job search, a necessary tool for job search, but it can actually be a tool that can benefit anybody, whatever your career goals are. You can, you can actually help them. They can be helped on LinkedIn. Wow. Wow. I'm blown away. I, you know, I got tons of notes and actually I've been listening to Shelly all year long. So, um, thank you for that, Shelly. And thank you for being our guest today. Thank you for being on the zero to hired podcast. Uh, we are going to include some of Shelly's information in the show notes below. Uh, so just keep an eye on that. Thank you for tuning in everyone. And once again, thanks again for your time, Shelly. We really appreciate you coming in today. Thank you, John. All right. Thank you. Thanks everyone. Thank you for listening to the Zero to Hired podcast. Make sure you check out our website, www.zerotohired.com and download your free resume template that's proven to get results, complete with examples and guidelines. Make sure you tune in as we interview leading industry experts who provide tips and strategies to help you get the career that's right for you.